Welcome to Your Best Writing Life, an extension of the Blue Ridge Mountains Christian Writers Conference held in the beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. I'm your host, Linda Goldfarb. Each week I bring you tips and strategies from experts in the writing and publishing industry to help you excel in your craft. I am so very glad that you're listening in today. Today, I'm gonna be speaking with my expert guest on writing with a co-author. And today's industry expert happens to be one of my best friends. Her name is Linda Gilden. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Linda is an award-winning Amazon best-selling author of the Link Personality series, Mommy Pick-Me-Ups, Mama Was the Queen of Christmas, Personality Perspectives, Called to Write, Why You Do What You Do, Words to Live By, Called to Speak, Articles, 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 and several ghost-written books. As a freelance editor and writing coach working with publishers and individuals, she encourages others to make their writing the best it can be. Linda is a wife, mother, and grandmother of the six cutest grandchildren in the world. Her greatest joy is time spent with her family. Her favorite activity is floating in a pool with a good book surrounded by splashing children. Would you please welcome my very good friend, Linda Gilden, to your best writing life. Linda, it is so good to have you here. It's great to be here. I feel like we're almost in the same room, although we've got a lot of miles between us, and it's just good to feel like we're together, sitting side by side, having this conversation. Oh, it really does. I miss having our little moments together, and hopefully that will start to be able to come back into the swing again because I'd, I'd love to be able to be there with you and actually out in the pool splashing around with the kids. So, well, not right now. It's a little bit chilly, but you know what I'm saying. When temperature <laughs> allows, it would be a lot of fun. All right. Well, right. I am so glad. I'm glad that you're here. And I want us to go ahead and just head right into our content for today. And we're discussing writing with a co-author. Linda, you are an industry expert in this in this field, and this topic is right up your alley. I know that you and I have co-authored the Linked Personality Series, and I want you to share with everyone else, how many books have you co-authored? I have actually co-authored 12 books, and uh, it's not that I thought that would be easier necessarily, which a lot of people think that's the reason you co-author. It is fun, but it just brings another element to it. When you co-author a book, you've got two brains going and two sets of hearts and passions for the subject. You know, co-authoring is just a, it's a fun thing to do. And I'm thrilled to have been able to co-author with several different people. You included, of course, and um, I think you share the same sentiments that I do. Is it's a very positive thing for us. Oh, I will tell you, it is. It is a joy. Continues to be a joy, and we still have uh, at least one more book that we're working on together in the series. And I have loved every minute of it. I think for me, one of the main benefits of co-authoring actually has been the friendship that you and I have developed. And we're both named Linda, and we'll get this out there real quick. Our first name is Linda. Our middle initials, they're both J. Our last name initials are both G. So when I talk with Linda Gilden, 
most of the time you'll hear me address her as Rose. And when Linda addresses me, what do you call me? I called you Goldie. So if we happen to slip up during today's interview and I say, well, Rose, tell me about this, just please know I'm talking directly to Linda Gilden as uh, my my friend and co-author and really an expert in this field. So I'm glad, I truly am glad that you're able to be here with us today sharing this subject and really giving some good content to our listeners in the area of co-authoring. You had mentioned just a moment ago some of the reasons to consider writing with a co-author. Can you expound on that for us? I would love to, and there are a lot of reasons that you might want to uh, co-author a book with someone. Some people actually do this as a means of getting started in their career. They find someone who has several books going, and they co-author with him and that with them, and that kind of gets them going with their publishing career, and that's not a bad reason to do that. But there are a lot more uh, reasons to do co-authoring. One of them is the time, because sharing the work with someone else definitely cuts your time down in the amount of work you have to put in it. I can't say it cuts it in half necessarily, which you might think when you've got two people but it will cut it down to where you spend a little bit less time than if you were the single author of the book. So time is one one of the areas, and yet you spend a lot of time with your co-author, which gives you the opportunity to grow in your relationship with him or her, and that's a really precious part of this. One of the things also that when you are co-authoring, you don't feel the isolation when you are writing on when you're writing a book yourself you tend to have to just hibernate and you feel like you're in this cocoon and nobody else is out there and it it feels very isolated sometimes. But when you have a co-author, it eliminates that feeling because you've always got somebody to bounce your ideas off of. You've got somebody to call and say, you know, I had this idea about this concept. Do you think it would fit here? Or is, is it something that I need to flesh out for the very end of the book or the beginning of the book or, or something like that? So that's another good reason. An authoritative source is sometimes the reason that people co-author. You may be writing a book that is somewhat clinical or academic in subject, and you may not have the credentials that you would need to make that uh, attractive to the market. And so you would look for a co-author who maybe has more educational training in that area than you. Not that you're not passionate about it or that you aren't uh, knowledgeable about it, but sometimes that little bit of credential behind your name makes a big difference. And that adds credibility as well to the book. So You may look for an authoritative source. Excuse me, that's a kind of a hard word to string there together. Um, (laughs) Likewise, if you are the authority, you may have the authoritative source in you, and you may not have the knowledge of the publishing world. And so you may seek out a co-author who knows how to write, how to publish, maybe has been published before. And I guess probably for me, one of the most um, exciting parts of considering writing with a co-author is it it really, there is a fun element to it. Now, 
work is work and writing a book is work, but it can be so much fun when you share a passion about a subject with someone and you get to just get excited with each other and you get to put it down on paper. Then you get to see the book come to fruition and then you get to go out there and share that book with others. What a fun thing to get to do and such a blessing. You're absolutely correct. I'm just, I'm nodding my head on this side of the microphone because it is to be able to come together. I know you and I have done that. We've done book signings together. We've gone to writing conferences together. And just to be able to have that smile at the same table and you're excited about the same product and you have a a product, a book, information that you're sharing with someone and you know that you have come together as a collaboration and it just, you don't feel alone. I like that you said that about the isolation. You don't feel alone because you have someone whose mind is in the same place that yours is. And so these are great reasons. Very good. I knew you were the right person. You were the right person to bring in. (laughs) So this is good. This is good. Well, when we consider a co-author, what things should we be looking for in a co-author? Obviously, you need to consider some of the things that I just mentioned. Probably the first thing you need to consider is why do you want to look for a co-author? What is your reason in having someone else write this book with you? And does it satisfy some of the things we just talked about in reasons to consider having someone write with you? But also, I think when you're looking for a co-author, you want to look for someone that you're compatible with, that you feel like it would be okay to spend hours and hours in the middle of the night on the phone with, and you want someone who can be critical of your work, but in a nice way. You want to be able to say to each other, I really like what you did there. I like what you said there. I like what you wrote there. It was good. But then the next sentence here lacks some editing, or maybe it wasn't clear. I think you need to rewrite that sentence, and you need to be able to take that from each other and to not get offended and Mm. to take it and to make it better. And so writing with a co-author actually makes you a better writer in lots of ways as well. You need to look with someone who has the time to do it and who is flexible. I think that's a really good word as well when it comes to co-authors, because your schedule and my schedule are very busy, and they are not on the same wavelength most of the time. We are not necessarily both doing something on Monday mornings, so that's out for writing, or we're not both necessarily gone every other weekend or something like that. So what is your time frame? What is the flexibility? And you can do it if you have busy schedules. That is not what I'm saying at all, because busy people will get it done. All I'm saying by that is you need to be flexible. If I call you and I say, you know, we really need to get chapter four done Can we do it Friday afternoon and through the work through the weekend and get this done? And, you know, you may come back to me and say, well, I plan to go to the beach with my husband and have a great time. And I'm thinking, oh, I'd really rather go to the beach, too. But you have to be flexible and understand that we've got family stuff going on. We've got we've both got grandchildren that need our attention. We've got children that need our attention. We've got 
other things going on in our lives. So we want to leave room for that as well. When you look for a co-author too, you want somebody who is either passionate about your subject or who has a passion to learn about your subject. Mm. You don't have to know it all when you start, but you have to be willing to go do the research and to actually dig for the information. Also with your co-author, you want to have a balance of strengths and weaknesses. This will let you have a really well-rounded relationship and manuscript in the end when you know that your co-author can balance out your weaknesses and likewise you can balance out those of your co-author. And, you know, you see, you'll begin to see that work from the very beginning, how God brought you together and made you into this one author relationship to do this one book and you can do it well because of your passion and because of the balance that the two of you bring to each other. So that's a great reason as well. As I'm listening to you, Rose, it almost sounds like a marriage, (laughs) a good marriage when you come together, you know, you come together and you compliment one another, you fill in the gaps for one another. And I know in our co-authoring relationship with the Linked Personality Series, We did find that, that we would be gentle with one another. And I think that that is a key, is finding someone that you respect, finding someone that does have that passion or has that willingness to learn more. We've had a very good, I think it would be a good example for how working with a co-author works well. But does every relationship with a co-author work as well as ours has? Is there something that we need to be aware of or careful with out there? Wow, what a good question and what a um, really difficult question to answer because every every co-author relationship, like every marriage, has its own problems, has its own strengths, has its own joys, has its own weaknesses. And so you need to look at it. I think your analogy of the marriage was excellent because that's exactly what this is somewhat. It's not a marriage as a family marriage, but it is a business marriage of these two authors to create this one product that hopefully will change the world. So all of the things we have talked about that you need to look at when you're picking a co-author are really, really important for those reasons. Because if you get into a marriage or you get into a relationship with a co-author that is not a good relationship, it will be very difficult to write that book and come out with a product that can really make a difference in the world because you will have struggled so to make it work. Some of the things that can happen if co-authors are not in agreement with all of these things is that they can kind of take the book and go out on their own and begin to market it. And and we, we both have to do marketing on our own, but sometimes co-authors will set up a book signing and maybe not invite the other Mm. author to it when the other author may could have come. You know, it could have been that they were right there in the same town and could have come, but they didn't ask them. They wanted it to be their show. Mm. 
When that happens, often the store sets it up as a book signing for this one person. And I even have heard of some times when the publicity doesn't even mention the co-author thing. When the publicity for the book signing doesn't mention that there are two authors, it's just this one author. And that can cause some hurt feelings, all kind of, it's like your relationship in your marriage and or with any family member even. You can have some hurt feelings over this kind of stuff. And I think if you have it all straight and you talk about it from the very beginning, you can avoid an awful lot of that. So I would encourage you to really look at the things that make a good co-author relationship, pray about it, ask God to lead you to the right co-author, and listen to what he says about that. It may look like a match made in heaven, but unless it's the right match, there's going to be some bumpy roads along the way. And, And if you have the openness with each other of talking about your co-author relationship, then even during the places where you might come to a bump in the road, you can discuss it and you can just say, I would like to have been a part of that or this really hurt my feelings the way that you handle that. Can we do it differently next time? Or something like that. We don't want to create a co-author relationship that turns into a really negative thing. But I have heard of a number of relationships that did, and it was because they weren't careful in choosing their co-authors. And sometimes they thought that because they had a really good friend, they ought to write a book together. And it sounds like that would be fun. But sometimes friends aren't the best co-authors either, Mm -hmm. because you get into kind of a power struggle kind of thing, or one wants to do it this way, one wants to do it that way. and and. It just doesn't always work. So be careful as you choose your co-author. And and I can't say it enough, you know, make God a part of that decision and let him lead you to the one that's right for your book, for your subject, and so that it'll be the best success that it could be. That's excellent suggestions there, Linda, for us to deeply consider. Because when you are going into a co-authoring relationship, there's legalities involved. We're going to talk about a couple things in, the, in a moment, like do we need a co-author agreement and such. But just the aspects of writing the book itself. When you decide to co-author, should one person be the lead writer or should you divide the work? How is that decided? And is there a right way or a wrong way or a better way? Can you give us some input there? That's a great question, because one of the things that you kind of mentally think when you go into a co-author situation, you think, okay, great, 50-50, we're going to split this 50-50. And yes, sometimes it does work that way, but other times it's here again, back to the marriage analogy, you're not really splitting it 50-50. Somebody at one point is doing a little more work or maybe a lot more work. And then at other times, somebody else is doing more of the work. So when you choose your co-author, you know, that's one of the flexible things that you need to talk about. You do need to talk about, okay, how are we going to do this? Are we going to split the work up here? Or are you going to do one chapter and I'm going to do the next chapter? 
or you, are you going to be the lead writer on this one if it's a multi-volume series? And then I'll take the next one and you will make the outline for the ones you do. I'll make the outline for mine. And then we'll write accordingly. We can choose. We Sometimes we choose which chapters. That is one way to do it. There are lots of ways to actually do it, but I think the most, the biggest disservice you probably can do to your relationship is to think, okay, it's going to be 50-50. And when I get my 50 done, I'm done for that part. Mm-hmm. And I'll just wait till my co-author catches up with her 50-50. And, you know, I mean, that's been one of the greatest blessings, I think, of our relationship because there have been times when both of us have... Mm-hmm been very, very busy or had health problems or had this or had this or, you know, that interfered with getting the book done by the deadline. And um, I never heard you say, well, you know, I've done my 50-50. I'm done until you get caught up. And I'm so thankful for that because there were times when it would have taken me a long time to get caught up. Look at those sorts of things Mm -hmm. when you enter into your agreement when you decide how it works, and you may come up with a brand new system of what co-authoring looks like. What is it to you and your co-author? You may have something that nobody's ever thought about, or you may be the research person and the other person may be the writer. There's just all kinds of ways to do it, none of which are wrong, but you just need to make sure that you and your co-author are in agreement as to the best way to accomplish your goal of creating a really good manuscript and a book. This is good. And I also, I'm thinking the number of times you and I would be discussing our writing and I'd say, you know what, Rose, gosh, you have such a knack in this area. I'm going to kind of put the skeleton out there and I'll put a little bit of flesh on it, but will you take a look at it and put your touch of magic on it? And when you would do that, what I really felt throughout all of the books is they all had a melding. It wasn't like you'd read it and go, oh, someone wrote that. Oh, someone wrote that. It really flowed. And I think that's a great collaboration style I know for us is to be able to have from the beginning to the end, the flow of the book And in some co-authoring cases, you'll have a co-author where it's like, and I, Jane, said da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And I know that we did a little bit of that as we got into the latter part of our book, especially in the couple's books, because we were talking about relationships. And you were talking about Johnny and I would be talking about Sam. And so we wanted our readers to know this is who's talking right now, and this is my story, and this is her story. And that really helps because it does drive the reader to a deeper understanding of the authors. And it may not work in every case, but that's one option, I think, when you're collaborating to consider. What's the flow of the book going to be like? Is it? Are we wanting it to be distinct of each other? Or do we want it to have a similar feel throughout the entire book? You know, one of the first things, uh, one of the first books that I did with a co-author, someone said to me very early on, this book sounded just like him. And they were right. I was the writer. 
and he was the brain of the book. He was this was his message, but we ended up co-authoring it, and I was the one who did the writing. So that was to me a very high compliment for them, someone to say that sounds just like him. Mm-hmm. And so that's what you want to do. If, if in that kind of situation, you want to catch the voice. For us, we try to kind of meld our two voices into one, except in those situations you just mentioned. And that way, the reader doesn't have to spend time going back and forth. Some readers, when you have a co-author book, they do that and they're like, well, who's talking now? Well, it does not matter most of the time in our books because we are in agreement with this information. We have written it together. And unless we say, I, Linda, this, or I, Linda, that, and we have to tell which Linda it is, of course. <laughs> so um, that Linda thing does get a little confusing every now and then, but that's okay. But I think that that's a very high compliment you know, to be able to get someone else's voice or to have a joint voice that you use when writing together. Absolutely. Well, you had mentioned earlier when we talked about being aware of the challenges that can come across, whether you're writing with a friend, deciding to write a book together, you've had a great friendship, now you're going to write a book together, or you're getting an expert or an authority in a particular area as one of the co-authors, we get to the place where we go, what is our agreement going to be? What are we agreeing to do? And how is that defined? So it's looking at the prospect of having a co-author agreement. The question would be, do we need a co-author agreement? I think the answer on that is kind of a duh. But I'd like for you to expound on the co-author agreement, why we need to have one, and then what's included. What do we want to make sure is included in that agreement? So you've kind of got a little bit of a three, three-parter there. Right. Well, the, the answer to the question, do you need one, it's absolutely, you do need it because you've got two people here. You're both working on the same project. You both have your idea about how the project should work, and that's great. But if you have an agreement, if you get get to a point where you both feel like it ought to be different ways, as far as maybe maybe it has to do with dividing up the work, and so maybe one of you is unhappy that you feel like you're doing 70% and your co-author is doing 30% or something like that. If you have an agreement, you have it written in that agreement what the rule is. And I'm a rule follower, so that suits me to a T. You have it written down, and it probably would say something like each co-author agrees to do 50% of the work most of the time, but but understands that there will be times when because of business, family, health, you can list whatever you want to list, your co-author will need some help to finish up their 50%. And you have to be willing to do that and willing to do it cheerfully. That's one of the things that you could put in there. You want to make sure that you've covered the fact that this is a give and take relationship. It's not a finite, you do your 50 and then you're done until I get caught up with my 50. 
that gives us clear expectations. And that's what your agreement is going to do for you. And every, everything that's in there is going to be to clarify what it is you both expect out of your relationship as co-authors. It should reflect your support of each other in every way that there is. And it should also understand the boundaries of our agreement. If you write a co-author agreement, I would include everything that you could think about that might become an issue. Obviously, when you get a, a contract from a publisher, it'll say it'll include things like how money is split up and that sort of thing, which in most cases would be 50-50, but it's not always that way. But how will you split the royalties and how will that come and who will that come to? Will it come to one person or will it be two checks and All of that will be in the agreement from the publisher. But the thing that's included in a co-author agreement are the things that maybe the publisher is really not concerned about. We are concerned about the co-author relationship itself. And what happens if one of the co-authors decides in the middle of writing one of of, of the books that they are done? You know, this isn't fun anymore. I'm going to stop here. I'm not even going to finish this book. And so that would be something to include in your agreement. How do you terminate that relationship right there in the middle of a project? Or heaven forbid, if something happens to one of the co-authors, at that point, does that change your percentage? Does the percentage move on to your family? Or or how does that work? I don't even like thinking about any of that kind of stuff. But if you have it written down here, then at a time that is already very stressful, you don't have to go back and revisit it. it just follow the follow what it says. Mm. Um, your agreement may also include what to do about expenses. Are you going to share jointly all the expenses? Are you going to kind of just keep it in your head and one pay one thing, one pay another thing, and and kind of when you feel like they're not equal anymore, divide them up? Are you going to, you know, actually have a list of expenses that are projected for this project and how you're going to do that? You may both put in a certain amount of money in the beginning for various expenses. So all of those things, like any contract, need to be included as to what, how you want it to be, how you and your co-author. And this probably would go back and forth between you for a while as you kind of tweaked it is this agreement for a one-time collaboration are you going to write a series of books i mean that that is important to know how binding is this for one book or for 10 books or for how many books you're going to write all of those things are things that i would want included when i start to create a co-author agreement you had mentioned the publishing house and royalties and how they're divided. And it's really not any different, is it, whether you're self-published or traditionally published, The other than who's sending the money to who. With a traditionally published book, you have the publishing house, and they're asking who gets what when. And with the self-pub, that's what's going to be written in your agreement with each other because you are, in essence, the publishing house. And noting that the co-author agreement is, 
entirely different than a contract agreement with a publishing house. I like that you stress that because it really is a relational aspect, the business aspect. And there are many expenses with promoting a book. Consider the marketing of a book. Consider entering book contests. Who's going to pay what? I think that's so wise to have that and to write down as many ideas that you think might be coming up. Even if you don't do them, at least you're going to have an idea of if this happens, then we will this. Because you mentioned it earlier, if there's a disagreement, it doesn't have to be she said, she said. It goes straight to the, well, let's look at our agreement and see what it says. Does it measure up to what our goal is? Is it what we agreed to? And it stops the hurt feelings from coming through. If we're reminded, I don't think that was in our agreement. Let's take a look at it. And then we both look at it and go, you know what? It wasn't. So, hey, let's just, we're not even going to consider that. Let's keep on with what we're going to do. Or we can make an amendment to the co-author agreement. In that case, both of us have to agree with it. By doing your agreement when the stress level is not high will eliminate a lot of your hurt feelings and all of that if you have time to think through these things before they become an issue then that helps to i think lower your stress level if something does happen this is so good okay so when there are two of you who have written a book who owns the copyright That's a great question, Uh, and a lot of people ask that because copyright is just so important, and it's important that we get it right, and it's also something that changes every now and then, and so you have to keep kind of kind of keep up on the copyright laws. However, when there is a co-author situation, both names appear on the copyright. If you have a book that's co-authored and you open it to the copyright page, you see where it has the little C copyright signal, look there and it will say copyright Linda Gilden and Linda Goldfarb. It will have both of our names for our books. It will have both of your names if you're co-authoring. That way the copyright is in both of your names. Many publishers register that for you. Some don't. If If that's important to you that you have it registered with the Library of Congress, then ask your publisher if that's something that they do for you. If not, you can do it yourself, but it is copyrighted by the fact that it is in print and your name is on it, and so you are the copyright holder. And the copyright holder, you can have proof of copyright with your product. A registered copyright is something that is done, as you mentioned, Rose, through the copyright office and having that library Congress number assigned, which if you're going to be in a bookstore or have the possibility of being in a bookstore, they like to have that in there. So we want to make sure and follow all the, the regs and rules to make sure our product complies with all of the necessary needs that are out there. And understanding the copyright is a big one. And you're right. There are changes that happen all the time. As we are coming to the the close of our content time, what would you say is the most important element between co-authors? 
There's so many things, but I think in one word, for me, it would be trust. Because I don't want to enter into a co-author agreement with anybody that I don't trust, that I don't know once I sign that agreement, they're going to abide by it. They're going to make decisions for our books that I would have made. If they have a question about it, they're going to call me and we're going to discuss it if it's something that needs discussion. So I think trust is one of the really big things because that we are entrusting our intellectual property to our co-author, just like we're entrusting it to the publisher. The co-author would just be the first person that has it entrusted to them. And so for me, I think trust is a really great thing to focus on and to realize When you can trust your co-author, then out of that grows deep friendships, deep relationships, and a really worry-free situation where you can just be free to write and free to put what you need to put down on paper so that you can get the message that you have for the world out there. Mm, This is good. I'm so glad we trust each other. That is a big deal. Big deal. It's a blessing, too. All right. Well, you have given us so much. And what is your giveaway that you have in the show notes for our listeners? My handout is called Two Are Better Than One. Or are they? Absolutely. It can be a great relationship and a great working relationship if you're careful and if you get into the right relationship as a co-author. This is true. Another thing I want everyone to know about you, Linda Gilden, is that you are the director of the Carolina Christian Writers Conference, and I know your conference is going to be coming up in 2022. Tell us about it, and there's some new things happening, too, so let's let our listeners in on what you've got going. We are so excited. First of all, it's exciting to know that we're going to be back live again in 2022, which will be in March 10th to, to the 12th. So it's not too far away. And we will have about uh, 25 faculty there for you to meet with. We have a lot of publishers, agents, and we have freelance writers that are waiting just to help you make your writing better. But the most exciting thing, well, I can't say it's the most exciting thing. I think the whole thing's exciting. One of the things that's new this year that is exciting, and it's something that I have really had on my heart for the last probably three to five years, and COVID just blew it out of the water as far as making it something that could happen. And this year, we are having a day on March the 10th, which is the day before the conference actually starts, especially for pastors and ministry leaders. You know, almost every pastor wants to write a book. And many of those who want to write books think that their transcript is a good start for their book. And it is a good start, but start is the key word here. It is not a manuscript that you can take to a publisher and say, here's my book. There's a lot of work to be done on a transcript from a sermon. So we want to really help pastors learn how to make that a marketable piece from their transcript or from their tapes or or however they want to do it. Some of them like to write themselves. Some of them like to have others write for them. We're going to talk about all of that. We're going to have times for them to meet with editors 
and agents and our professional writers on one-on-one so that they have their full attention, which is exciting to me too. Some of them have never had that opportunity. We also are including church ministry leaders in this because many of our ministry leaders, children's directors and people who work with teenagers, they've all got wonderful information and great things to say. And we just want to help them learn how to take that and put it into marketable pieces that can really change ministries all over the world. So that's another area that we want to make sure that we encourage them and that we help them. We have lunch. Our pastor, Dr. Don Wilton, has written many books, and he is going to be with us at lunchtime and visit with everybody and just share a little bit about his writing journey. There's just so many new things going on, and we're going to also have some old things. I don't say old things. That sounds like it's just used up. But it's going to be great. We're going to have a time of worship. We're going to have times of teaching, many times for you to meet one-on-one. And I especially love lightning learning because it's just fun. You know, after lunch, people get kind of sleepy. And several years ago, I was like, they can't do this. You can't sleep through a writer's conference. You have got to listen to every word. You've got to learn how to do this stuff. You know, I'm just, that's kind of God made me passionate about this writing thing. And I'm I want to make sure everybody gets it. So lightning learning, it's like you go to a table and there's a faculty member there and they give you their best writing advice, like in about two to three minutes. Then this whistle blows and everybody jumps up, moves to the next table. And so it's kind of fun to just sort of see the organized chaos that comes about. But the the fun thing is that we get to the end of, usually it's 50 to 60 minutes, depending on how the schedule is going, but you get to the end of that and everybody's going, wait a minute, don't stop now. I didn't get to this person or I didn't get to that person. So we do provide a little brochure kind of thing that gives everybody's best tips. So you're not going to miss it all. You'll just miss getting the opportunity to actually get it from their mouth. I I love the Pastor's Day concept. I already love all the pastors that will be there, and I don't even know who's coming, but it's going to be great. And we are looking so forward to not only this year encouraging writers during our Friday and Saturday time, but we're also looking forward to encouraging our pastors and ministry leaders to even better do what God has called them to do. This gives them an opportunity to expand their ministry and take it far beyond where they could take it within their own church. And so that's exciting. The uh, web address is www.fbs, that's like First Baptist Spartanburg, fbs.org forward slash writers. And that'll take you right to our page. Go and take a look at the great faculty that we have there. It's just amazing to me the hearts of these people and how much they love helping writers. I'm just so thrilled to be able to to have a little part in providing a way for that to happen for some people. Well, we will make sure that the website and all the other links are available in the show notes. So y'all just go and take a look down there and click on every one of them and take advantage of what you see. Being in December, there's an advent for writers. And I think that that's something that will bless everybody. So be sure and go down there and download that as well. 
Well, Linda Gilden, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so very, very much for being here with us. Thank you. It's great to be with you. And I just want to thank you, friends, as well, for joining us. Oh, if you weren't here, yeah, what we say really wouldn't matter. But you are, so this is good. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review, because what you have to say matters as much as what you have to write. This is Linda Goldfarb, and I look forward to being here with you next time on Your Best Writing Life. <music>